0: Good morning everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy author of epic fantasy romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah that's good. (coughs) Today is uh, Monday January 2nd 2023. We're moving into the new year. Happy New Year all of you. I hope you uh, were able to bring it in in the style in which you prefer. Uh, We had a really nice New Year's um one of the best actually for being non glitzy. (coughs) Although I did do my glittery best as usual but um I had anticipated having a very productive weekend and it was not so much but in a great way. Um, there I was choking on my coffee ever so slightly. So Saturday we um, which was New Year's Eve we went over to our friends to Megan and Charlie's for New Year's Eve dinner and so on they cooked uh, Charlie cooked he made us this amazing meal of duck confit and tangy red cabbage and these roasted potatoes that he was trying to Charlie's British and he was trying to recapture how his grandmother made potatoes and these were possibly the best potatoes I've ever had in my entire life. They were little crispy on the outside. They were little potatoes and slightly crispy on the outside Um, almost like a caramelized kind of crispiness and then melt in your mouth buttery in the middle. Oh, they were so good and I make made a baked Alaskan, and so on Saturday I did things like laundry and uh, I did do some um businessy stuff uh got platinum all uploaded for release later this week oh later this week yeah I think like Saturday so that's all ready to go uh, did a lot of things like that and I also uh, realized that I needed to get my acting gear if I was going to make Baked Alaska. So it didn't turn out perfectly. I made it in something like, well, not since we moved to Santa Fe. So something like 15 years. So um, I had to let in our little um, junior podcaster here. Hello, sweetheart. Yes. Okay. i have to turn off the keyboard so he doesn't anything terrible by stepping on it. It's funny how well this camera works if he's underneath it you don't see him at all but now you'll see like the tail go by. <laughs> there you go. Alright um, so oh yeah making baked Alaska so I wasn't as prepared as I could have been but I had all these different leftover ice creams so I did layering of the ice cream and I made a cake and put it together. Uh, My big mistake was I pre made the meringue before I went over to their house uh, and I should have just taken the ingredients and made the meringue on site. So the meringue wasn't perfect but it was delicious and so that was that's all we really cared about. So it was a very convivial evening. Um, just the four of us. It was really nice that David was able to go and we played a card game that they are really into called Ons 11 is the translation there and it it was super fun it was a super fun card game and and I am not normally given to playing games but I was into it and right when David um, sort of tipped over and couldn't you know he's like oh I have to go home uh, and it was like 10 by then uh I had on the best hand. I was so mad. So they said, Well, come back in the morning and we, we can play some more. And I said, No, 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 that's okay. And they're like, Oh, yeah, just put it down. Uh, but then the next morning, Megan texted and said, Are you guys coming over? So we went, we said, Well, we'll go on the Starbucks run first. <laughs> so we went to Starbucks and I thought, Well, we'll go over and play cards with them for a couple hours and then I'll <clears throat> get off to my many things. And Starbucks, I swear we were in that drive up line for 40 minutes people 40 minutes. It was unreal. Uh, (laughs) Um, but I don't know new year's day maybe they were short staffed and what else were we doing with our time. I was really trying to exercise patience. It's like ah, but then David decided that he needed to go home. So I ran him home and then. Uh, took the coffees over to Megan and Charlie's by the time I got there it was like noon. It was a very gray and overcast day which it is again today. We got a little bit of snow overnight. Uh, So it was just um yeah it was a really good hang inside kind of day and Megan and Charlie's new house is just delightfully cozy and they had a fire in the fireplace and uh, Megan Charlie and I sat there and played this card game all afternoon (laughs) and I came home around 5 so uh, I got nothing productive done and it was it was great. It was everything I could thought it could be it's an office space quote doing nothing. Um, so yeah I've been. this is still recording. I I tried to pause but I've lost my connection. Oh, there we go. sorry I didn't realize it started recording again (laughs) I was like waiting for my uh, connection to reset and so here I was just sitting here looking at my uh, spreadsheet. So I don't have my year-end numbers for you all yet. Um, but I think a lot of people are still on holiday today so I'll I'll do that tomorrow. Um, look at some of my goals and metrics. I I do have some numbers however. Um one thing that is definitely true. Definitely true. Oh, I was talking about office space doing nothing. Wasn't I? All right, but something that is definitely true is that I did make I did gross more money uh, last year than I did before. I suspect I netted more too because I reduced the number of expenses, but I haven't confirmed that. Um, however, it is not that much more. Um, And I figured out that it actually covers the cost of living in New Mexico to increase. (laughs) So you know when I worked for the day job we used to talk about giving people raises every year that would cover at least cost of living. So that meant you weren't going underwater but you weren't necessarily improving. So I'm not going underwater. Um, which is good that that's still much better and and I'll take it. Um, it also does not count other money that I made uh, from like teaching workshops or other coaching and so forth which I think has gone up also. Uh and I don't track that as closely as I track royalties. Um, I think I mentioned before but I find this very interesting. Uh, as far as book sales and so forth uh, and I I count everything you know the books I sell myself and what I get from trad and what I get from indie and I parse them all out but my traditional income came out to within a hundred dollars of what it was in 2021. I mean almost exactly and it's very interesting to me and I'm not sure what to what to put this down to except that I think a lot about Amanda Palmer talking about when um, in the art of asking how when she was a living statue that she would make pretty much the same amount of money. Every time you know like when she evened it out that she would always make about the same amount of money and so there's different kinds of ways of looking at this. Um, you know unlike the success people will say what well, has to do with the manifestation of your thoughts and so forth. Um, <laughs> this is being very squirrely today so I'm making sure it's still recording but the thing is is with traditional publishing you know you get your you get your advances you hope you get your advances uh, which are sort of the lump sum inflow but then when you're not getting your advances you're getting the royalties on your books which tend to be quite low in tread because your percentage is low and so for starting in 2016 I was making it, it was probably fairly level slightly declined so 2016 was a good year then it went down slightly to 2017 but not by much um by a thousand dollars 2018 I got a nice little bump up oh sorry I'm looking at the wrong numbers <laughs> yeah because I was going to say 2017 I should have gotten a really good bump because that was St. Martin's but otherwise my trad income tends to be pretty steady and I mentioned this to a few of my writer friends and they're like well what do you put this down to and it's like I don't know I sometimes I wonder if I I wonder if they just like tend to feed us a certain amount that they think we're supposed to get technically you should be able to go in and audit your books it would be really expensive to do that uh, but maybe that is being overly paranoid because certainly from 2021 to 2022, there was a big shift in that I got the um, rights back for those 10 Karina Press books. So that was 10 books on my backlist that went from receiving traditional publishing income uh, to indie income. Although so far I've only gotten up the three um, Covenant of Thorns books and the um, and I'm doing facets of passion facets of passion two of them are out so far five golden rings and sapphire and then platinum and ruby will be out this month and then I'll have the other three um, contemporary BDSM novels and then I'll have them all up again. So the way that this works. I'm seeing if I can pause and it won't let me (laughs) yeah lost connection then I have to make sure it doesn't pause what I'm not looking I should just stop trying I'm going to stop trying and look at this. Okay, so I apologize for the technical difficulties. That's what we get for not having any production values on this show. Um, my backlist, traditionally published backlist, tends to be pretty consistent. Um, for the Harlequin books, which is now HarperCollins, uh, I was getting pretty much the same of my amount of money because there's a lag. Right, they pay like six months later after after the sales. So really, it was only my December payment that was much lower that really showed the fact that um, they were no longer selling those books for me. So that means that I should have gone down more than that in trad and I didn't so I'm making it up in other places. So this is why I'm not a statistician but probably it's not meaningful that that hundred dollars is in the same place unless you go for this idea that how you um, whatever your mental conception is, is of what you're going to make is what will truly affect you. So, so David's very much of the perception that or of the idea you know sort of like Napoleon Hill and all these other people uh, that what you think you're going to make is you know affects what you actually make and he said that he thought I should try reframing what I think of the you know my traditional publishing income and I said well you know I I really don't think about it much at all (laughs) because I feel like I can't affect it very much. Um, but that's probably not true. So one of the goals for the year and I think this has been a goal for the last couple of years but I actually made a plan I started to make a plan um that I have to find it if I can find it oh here it is that I am going to um be doing backlist promo this year I'm going to uh, I actually made a schedule and so I have my front list promo and then I have my backlist promo. So we'll see how that goes and and I am going to include um, some stuff for the traditionally published books I probably have gotten to a place where I don't push those nearly as much as I could uh, just because I feel like somebody else is making all the money on them. (laughs) Um, but that's not fair that's that's not fair at all. Uh, the other financial um, milestone is that uh, dark wizard has officially become my best selling book. Uh, it passed the mark of the Tala which is salient because the mark of the Tala came out in 2014 and that has been earning money for me um, for 8 years right? But that's also traditionally published so I don't make as high a percentage on it but still dark wizard is now my uh, best earner which is great. Uh, So yeah, those are kinds of the things that I've been looking at. I don't know if I have much else to mention. Oh, the other good thing about um, 2022 that I did make more money but even more important was that my monthly average was higher. Uh, Meaning that I didn't have in 2021 I had several spikes which was great but I also had several very low months so I managed to get this much more even in 2022 which I believe is the result of backlist Um, I read that a long time ago that if you want to be uh, you know make your living as a writer that one of the things you really need is a robust backlist uh, because it does continue to make you that money you know like even with my traditional publishing money even though it's um, not a lot compared to my indie income. I could tell you the percentage which I probably should do because that's an interesting number. Hold on a moment here. I would like to know if in excel there's a faster way to scroll through tabs if anyone knows that um, I'm sure I have this metric in here somewhere. So there's my trad total and well I could do it. Okay, let's do this. All right, my traditional publishing money was 15 percent of my income and the rest was from indie sales. So I think that's important. Um, looking at the year ahead I am definitely going to be emphasizing those um, you know, regular releases of the indie projects. So that's where we are. Uh, I will do more on some of my other milestones tomorrow. We'll see if I change my mind on stuff but I'm I'm feeling pretty good about uh, what I'm doing. Oh, and one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit even though I'm close to out of time is um, I I had not mentioned this before but because it felt like it wasn't my business to mention but for those of you who know Robin Perini um, wonderful author of romantic suspense uh, Robin has been very very sick. She got sick before Christmas. She was hospitalized for pneumonia. It's not covid but she's been in a coma and it is looking like she is she's probably not going to make it. Um, that's our latest word. We've been getting regular updates from people going to visit her and they've been doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, they've been keeping her sedated in order to um, you know, try to pull her through this and she's her body's shutting down and it's it's just really sad. Robin is about my age. Uh, I've known her for years and years. She lives in Albuquerque. Uh, one of the Lyra gals she and I have taught workshops before. Um, some of you who um, you know come from the land of rwa you know may remember the wonderful workshop she taught on story magic and so forth. And um, yeah, uh, it's maybe maybe a miracle will happen but it's it's sounding like um. Like, not they've got her on do not resuscitate now. So, I will announce and let people know what's going on. But I haven't seen her since pre pandemic. Uh, Dorinda and I talked about going to go visit her, but she's not conscious. So, so yeah, sorry, ending this on sad news. But I did want to mention it for those of you who may know her. Um, think good thoughts for her, and we uh, we may be having to say goodbye. So not the great best way to start the new year but um, it's it's been good for me to be thinking in terms of you know I Robin works hard you know she always worked hard and I work hard and sometimes it's like well you know it's good to to remember to savor the moment right because things can change fast. So that's one of my things as I'm looking forward to this next year and I know this goes against a lot of things that I've been saying the last few weeks about trying to get better work count but I do want to find ways that I can try to be more productive and focused when I'm working and then uh, enjoy things more find ways to uh, you know go and have fun and do things that are more uh, just for play. So we shall see. Um, maybe that's enough of a plan but I keep thinking I need a more detailed plan than that. Anyway, uh, I hope you all have a wonderful beginning of the new year and I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye bye.